This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the legislation giving feds their raise next year gets through committee. Agency inspectors general would gain a little more job security from a bill that just passed the House. Meanwhile, another bill provides more protection for federal whistleblowers. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The House Appropriations Committee passed the 2022 Financial Services and General Government Bill. The legislation silently endorses President Biden's proposed 2.7% pay raise for federal employees. It boosts funding for the IRS and provides $300 million to electrify the federal fleet. It also lifts prior restrictions on abortion services in the Federal Employee Health Benefits Program. The House passes a comprehensive bill to strengthen the role of agency inspectors general. The IG Independence and Empowerment Act limits a president's ability to remove a sitting IG except for a defined set of four-cause reasons. It would also set up whistleblower training for IGs and their staff and would give IG subpoena authority to get testimony from contractors and former federal employees. The bill would also prevent dual-hatted arrangements where an agency or president names a current agency official to serve as its acting IG. A key House committee advanced new whistleblower protections for federal employees. More on that from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The Whistleblower Protection Improvement Act gives federal employees access to a jury trial in federal district court. That's if the Merit Systems Protection Board can't hear those cases within six to eight months. The MSPB currently can't hear most cases because it lacks a quorum. The bill would also prohibit agencies from launching retaliatory investigations against employees who blow the whistle. The legislation heads to the full House for a vote. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. Affirmative action in government hiring would be prohibited under a new bill. Congressman Paul Gosar introduced the Making Excellence Replace Identity Act, which would bar agencies from carrying out any practice or program that uses race, color, religion, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, national origin, or disability as a basis for personnel action. The bill would also outlaw any entity that uses affirmative action, including contractors or subcontractors, from receiving federal funds. The House approves plans to stand up a national secure data service within the National Science Foundation. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The National Secure Data Service would allow approved researchers to access sensitive government data while ensuring privacy and security of that data. It's one of the few recommendations from the Commission on Evidence-Based Policymaking that Congress didn't include in the 2019 Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act. Congressman Don Beyer introduced the National Secure Data Service Act before lawmakers folded it into the reauthorization bill, the NSF for the Future Act. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The CMMC accreditation body has sent out a warning notice about organizations falsely claiming they are authorized to provide training for assessor or instructor certification exams. The accreditation body is the only entity the Defense Department has authorized to handle such training. This is not the first time red flags have been raised about fraudulent third parties misrepresenting their ability to provide trainings or certifications. A new audit finds major weaknesses in the purchase card program the military uses to buy aviation fuel at commercial airports. 
For example, DOD paid more than $50 million in a single year to refuel planes that don't exist in the program's database, making it hard to tell if those transactions were legitimate. In the same year, records show $174 million went toward gassing up planes with more fuel than their tanks can actually hold. The Pentagon's inspector general made several recommendations to shore up the program's integrity. Defense officials have agreed to implement most of them. A mobile app designed to help Air Force families sublet childcare spots launches this summer. The Air Force Installation and Mission Support Center plans to test the app called KinderSpot at eight bases after its initial pilot at Malstrom Air Force Base in Montana. DOD parents can create an account on the app to offer or rent childcare spots on a weekly basis. Major Jack Vasta, an Air Force Personnel Center Headquarters Section Commander, spearheaded the creation of the app and received over $1 million in funding from the Air Force. A key U.S. cyber agency would get a big budget boost under a new House spending bill, Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The House Appropriations Homeland Security Subcommittee is including $2.4 billion for the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency in its latest draft spending bill. That's a nearly $400 million increase above last year's budget and $288 million more than what the Biden administration has requested for CISA this year. Lawmakers have been clamoring to increase CISA's budget after several high-profile cyber attacks on U.S. agencies and critical infrastructure in recent months. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The top cybersecurity official in the Pentagon's acquisition bureaucracy has been suspended from her job over allegations that she mishandled classified information. According to her attorney, Katie Arrington has been on paid leave for more than six weeks, but still has not been told specifically what information she suspected of improperly disclosing. Arrington has played a leading role in developing the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification Program, DOD's ongoing effort to improve cyber defenses in its industrial base. One of the six open CFO Act agency CIO positions is filled. Federal News Network's Jason Miller brings us the details. The Department of Housing and Urban Development named Beth Niblock as its new chief information officer. Niblock replaces David Chow, who is a political appointee under the Trump administration. She comes to HUD from Detroit, where she was the CIO for the city for the last seven years. At HUD, she inherits a $447 million IT budget in 2021 and major programs around improving customer experience and moving to the cloud. The other agencies still missing permanent CIOs include DOD, VA, Transportation, HHS, and OPM. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Matt Cornelius is bringing some much-needed technology and cyber expertise to Capitol Hill. The former director of OMB's cyber office joined the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee as a senior staff member for Chairman Gary Peters. In that new role, Cornelius will focus on government operations and reform, regulatory issues, transparency, and much more. Cornelius spent the previous 18 months as the executive director of the Alliance for Digital Innovation and Industry Association. Cornelius also worked at GSA and Treasury before OMB. The National Institute of Standards and Technology is seeking public feedback on its latest step developing a baseline for trustworthy artificial intelligence. The agency is releasing a draft report outlining proposals for identifying and managing bias in AI. NIST says the draft special publication is a step toward its goal of developing a risk framework for using AI algorithms. It's accepting comments on the draft report through August 5th. Many federal agencies are in the dark about the kind of facial recognition systems their employees are using. The Government Accountability Office is reporting 13 out of 14 agencies evaluated during a recent audit did not have complete, updated information on non-federal facial recognition tools being used by agency staff. Law enforcement officers often rely on such tools, which store millions or even billions of photos. But they also pose major privacy and accuracy-related risks, meaning agencies should be tracking their use, according to GAO. 
And the second largest health insurance provider for federal employees has an incentive for participants to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Certain participants in the Government Employees Health Association plan who show proof of vaccination will receive a $75 wellness credit. GEHA says federal employees can use this credit toward doctor's visits, co-pays, prescription drugs, eyeglasses, and x-rays. Participants can submit proof of vaccination starting July 1st. Any federal employee members who received at least the first vaccine dose before July 31st are eligible for the incentives. The program will go until the end of this year. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.